yeah so like i said i thought this movie was about a lot of stuff so i thought it was about oppression i thought it's about respect and respect given in a certain kind of way i took it as uh people not learning lessons or maybe getting the wrong lessons and things like i said i wouldn't necessarily say it was like necessarily race but in a way kind of in a way kind of dealt with that in a way um even though here was kind of species but with the treatment and stuff like that it could be interchanged a little bit i think but after also thinking about it another angle i thought that this might be about which i thought was kind of interesting because um the whole thing with jupe right okay so i had a conversation with the boys about this movie i had made a reference to something i saw so this is a scene where you know the aliens are in his barn right in oj's barn he goes out there and it's like three aliens in the barn which is another scene from the trailer that's out of context and and like it was creepy as hell creepy yeah. as hell and like i said which i think is funny it's like i think that even even though this sounds crazy i think it's possible that he made that trailer first and then just unraveled the pieces from the trailer to put in the movie because that movie that trailer is so tight and that trailer is so suggestive of all that stuff that everything in that trailer is out of context but is very important to the actual movie as well but is all out of context from, yes. the, from the woman with the messed up face that looks like a possible alien to, yes. the, to the fist bumping monkey that you think is an alien fist bumping the kid to the aliens that's from the ship and the aliens that are in, in the hiding inside the barn all that stuff you see even see the ufo flying after oj he's running getting away on the horse all that stuff was not what it was all of it was true and in the movie and actual things but it was out of context and not what you thought it was and i thought well, it was just crazy how he did that out of context or is it just because we just assumed because it felt it's just images right and it's just, no. we make assumption that you know that okay if you put a bunch of images together in a certain consecutive order then you know that that's the question is it is okay it, is he trying to be deliberately deceptive or did we, we let our lazy brain just fit in the pieces because it just was convenient to whatever the whatever okay. we were seeing in front of us but then okay. why would we ever think that it's going to be like some alien creature versus an actual ship right we would never think of that as a there's oh. nothing in the trailer that ever indicated that that's a possibility okay so when you tell impartial truths is that considered a lie is it blatantly deceptive on purpose when you negate information when you know something is seem to be viewed a certain kind of way it depends and i'll say this okay in real life it's wrong it's deceptive it's clearly lying when you do that but in this case where you don't want people to necessarily know what the movie is about still deceptive it's he, still deceptive, he, but he gave you a trailer for a ufo movie and it wasn't a ufo how about that that's yes yes but those scenes were all there. He gave you the those UFO. He gave you the alien. He gave you a couple images of the alien. Yeah. He even gave but, you a picture of a spaceman in a silver suit and a shiny helmet that came from okay. outer space. He gave you everything in a UFO movie, but a UFO. Okay. We all, we just, yes. But all per all purpose. Yeah. But they he, were all, all those scenes were in the yes, movie. I know it's they were. Like it's, I've seen movies where the trailer like will put fake scenes that were not in the movie. He actually used these scenes in his movie. So he's yes, you're right. It's deceptive, 
but you know is it really deceptive because yeah. we're the one that jumped to the conclusions when we watched the trailer it's deceptive on purpose like- and, and i'm not saying it as a knock i think it, i think it's very creative like i said usually people can't do that without putting fake scenes in there or things like that but all the stuff that he showed that trailer he used and it was just out of context out of place and like i said it takes an artist to be able to do that like i said that wasn't by accident you know he meant all that stuff even even when he negated some of the music because he changed some of the music that was in the trailer from what the actual music was in the movie because even the music had stuff that kind of played into the whole concept yeah. of the movie. So so even that, you know, yeah, I, I think he did on yeah. purpose. And I'm not saying and, it because I thought he was being deceptive to be messy, but I thought it was genius to be able to to cut a trailer for a movie that people think they're gonna go see. And they we did see it. Like I said, we saw all the parts in it. I used this example that I thought was fitting. It's kind of like you you watched um like 80s cartoons like the Transformers and stuff, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so when Optimus Prime, you know, is a semi-truck and you transform into a robot, right? Yes. All right, so you still see the windows and the windshield. You see, still see the tires. You still see the all the parts of the vehicle, but it's not the vehicle. No. What happened to the cab in the back? That disappeared. That gigantic semi. <laughs> well, in the movie, it, it turned into a weapon station. Okay. But in the cartoons, yeah, it disappears. But what okay. I'm saying is you're seeing all those pieces, but they're in different places. But they all part of the robot is still part of him when he transforms, but yes. they're just in different places. Yeah. And they're they're both right. They're, all the pieces are right on the truck and all the pieces are all right when they're on the robot, but they're just in misleading places. So that's why when you see the robot, you wouldn't think it was a truck. And when you saw the truck, you wouldn't think it was a robot, even though it had the same pieces. Yes. I'll even say that in terms of the misleading trailer, you know, because you now if you notice with, with the way movies are now, there's an emphasis with, you know, the whole thing with diversity, they want to add more diversity. So you notice there's a lot of emphasis on women being leading characters. Yes, and a lot. the sister, the trailer, like, is this, it's so deceptive because as I said, as I said, when I saw that trailer, I thought the sister was running things. Like everything about the trailer, even the scene where, okay, so she does the commercial in the trailer and then they showed, showed that scene when she's at home mm-hmm. and she puts on that record and she starts dancing. Even that part scene, the way that she does it makes me think, okay, this is the main character mm-hmm. of the movie and she's the she's the head of this ranch. That's the whole thing I got. But obviously oh. the context is different because in the movie, she's not. The brother is the, the silent one that's heading the, the, the he's the main character yeah. and she's actually kind of like she's important but she's the one where the way she acts and all the things she does you would think that she's going to get killed when you watch the movie <laughs> yeah. all the things she does is it's not it's contrary to the way she was portrayed in the trailer where you would think okay this is the main character she's going to be running things and she's going to be on top of all this stuff but no that her character was not like that so that's another interesting Thing where when you bring up the whole thing about the, the half truths or deception that the trailer had done to the mass audience to watch it before the movie. Yeah, and I think some of that is why some people probably feel a ways about the movie. And when I say being deceptive, I'm not saying in a messed up way. I think that 
art is deceptive in a way. I think that, you know, like music and movies and stuff is always something that somebody's trying to say that don't want to say all the real stuff. You know, metaphors is deceptive in a way. So they can be used for understanding, but they also can be used to cover up saying stuff that you don't want to say directly. But I, I actually don't think that this is a negative on that. that I don't I, either. Again, I didn't even think about this, but now that when you brought it up, the fact that you're able to make a trailer and everything in that trailer is true in the sense yeah. that they're all in the movie. But again, yes. when you go to Optimus Prime, when he transforms into a robot, all the wheels and all the stuff is there, but it's actually not, it's like the context is in a different thing. Like if you, when you actually see the movie itself, yep. it's not what was the trailer. And that's a good, that totally makes the movie even more fascinating because I like that idea where you're not lying. The trailer, yeah. that all that stuff is in there. Yeah. As the audience, you're the one that jumped. I didn't say that. The, you just happened to see a scene where it looked like an alien. You're the one that's putting the pieces together yourself. I didn't. Again, my question is: Is is it really lying? No. It's just, yeah, it's just images. They, they, you see an image of a thing. There's nothing in that trailer. There's no one in the trailer that actually says it's alien. That there, there's nothing verbally said it's just an image that you see and then we're the ones that are putting the pieces together because we so much want to be able to piece together the whole story of a movie just from a trailer so we think that we're smarter than everybody else oh we yeah. figured it out and when we go to the movie we can just predict everything because the trailer pretty much said everything that we needed to see but that's yeah. not the case because they kind of use our own knowledge against us in a way. And like I said, I think things could be deceptive without malice. I think like even a, a birthday gift wrapped up, that's deceptive in a way because you don't really know what's in there. It could be something good, it could be something bad, it could be something you want, something you don't want. But it's to cover the truth. But you know it's a gift. You just don't know what's in that box. Yes. And so, and so that's a way things could be deceptive or unclear, but it could be a good thing. And that's how I felt about the movie. I thought, wow. But it took me, a, like I said, with, with the way my mind goes, I was constantly watching and trying to fight against what I thought versus me just going in there and just like, oh, lolly doll, let's see what's going on. But it was just like, so it's not an alien, alien movie? So first, it's not an alien? And what's this monkey in here for? Huh? It was just like so much stuff. On top of what I thought I was going in there for was just a lot for me to process. And even though I was catching a lot of stuff, I was taking it all in. But I tell you, I got more of that movie once I left and drove home than I did sitting in it because I was just taken in. You know, when we see movies together and stuff, you know how I'd be, you know, we kind of talk and stuff. But I'm yeah. always just constantly just, okay, okay. I'm just trying to like, okay, grab as much as I can. I'm looking at that, looking at that. That don't make sense. Okay, looking at, so I'm constantly just grabbing. Like, I don't have time to eat it because it's coming fast. I can't eat it all. So I'm just stuck with stuff and stuff in my pockets. Let me, okay, okay, I'll get to it later. And so later on, I was thinking about stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, was that that? Wait a minute, was this this? What? You know, so I think I spent more time processing after the fact. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was just, I think, I think the movie was brilliant. Um, I think his, I think a problem he's going to have is the fact that expectations, I think that some of his stuff is very heady and, and very slick and it's not just given as seen. 
and I think it could be enjoyed on many levels. If you just went and saw a movie about a monster, like, you know, it could be like Tremors or whatever, you, uh, you know, some monster out in the middle of nowhere and you're trying to stop it. It could be a fun movie like that. Or if you wanted to be a, a scary alien movie, it could be that. If you wanted to be a UFO movie, but just a different UFO, it's still an identified flying object regardless, but it's not technical. And that's what we're so used to seeing stuff being technical like that, not organic. So it could be, it's like five, five different movies in one movie so if you just willing to accept one or five you'll be fine but if it's like not the one you wanted then i can understand people feeling like oh but i thought it was i thought it was five different movies and five different people could have went in there and came out with different things and been happy with it or if somebody was dead set on one thing just being straight up this like i just wanted that monster i want that that bloody fist bump i want that monster attached to that fist yes you're gonna be pissed if you're gonna be like hey i saw that flying saucer chasing after oj and a horse i want to go inside that ship and look at the technology you're gonna be pissed you know what i mean so if you're looking for that stuff that made you think that was gonna be in there yes you'd be kind of like well i didn't this it's not what i thought you know okay yeah that's true and again that you, when you put it from that perspective, I can see why, for some people, the idea of a trailer being deceptive could be seen as a as a bad thing and a negative thing. In, for some people, and that's the question that I want to bring up is: Are filmmakers, you know, you, obviously you have to promote the movie, so that's why you have a trailer. But are filmmakers like what is their obligation? Like, Peel is not obligated to give us a trailer that gives away his movie you know why does he have to tell us aside from just garnering interest for people who want to watch the movie outside of that why not just like the way he did the trailer is like if you think about it, that's a masterpiece thing to do because like we said all the scenes are in there but just the context is totally different so when you actually see the movie so why is it necessarily wrong i get it you expected from seeing the trailer that it would be a certain way but then we've been trained so long to think that, you know, that whatever we see in the trailer will, will pretty much fulfill whatever our assumptions are for most movies. So, but what is the written rule? Do they have? Filmmakers shouldn't be obligated to tell more than they want to tell because that's like the secret sauce to a recipe. You don't want like, people to know the secret sauce, you know. You want them to enjoy the food, but you don't want to give them too much. Uh, yeah, I agree as an artist and a person who just likes movies. But as far as like um, a movie studio, they want to have the trailer that's going to get people to come in. They want something that's going to give people an idea, a sample portion of what they're going to get. You know, they're worried about the happy customer. Like oh. me being an artist expressing myself had nothing to do with the studio who fronted the money, wanting their money back. They, yeah. they have a whole different concern. They have a whole different agenda. That's why a lot of times the packaging don't match what's inside. Even with like food, you know, when they have like the fake burgers and stuff for the commercials, that's not what that burger looked like when you go buy it in a restaurant. They yeah. have like raw meat and they put jelly on it to look like it's glistening. And you know, they have fake ketchup and all this other kind of stuff. And that's not what the actual burger is, but they got to show you the trailer and the image that's going to make your mouth water and go in there. Even though when you get that actual food, you know, it, it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I'm glad that, that we, uh, that we're talking about this movie because like I said, prior to us talking about this, I didn't, 
I had I was disappointed. But now that we talked about this movie and also brought up this trailer, this actually the idea of this trailer being deceptive makes me like this movie even more. But then now when I think about it, why am I okay with this? But I'm mad about Doctor Strange's trailer, right? What what is it about this movie that that I'm saying that it's okay for Nope to be deceptive with the trailer, but with Doctor Strange, I was actually pissed off that the trailer was deceptive as well because they both deceive. But it seems like Doctor Strange was more like intentional, like they really were more intentional about. Or maybe I'm, you can correct me, but does it seem like the Doctor Strange trailer was more of an intentional maliciousness of deception versus the Nope trailer of deception? I think that they knew that Doctor Strange was a mess, but they still had to sell it. I think Jordan Peele and the folks that was behind him and believed in what he was doing thought he had something cool. And they wanted to, for it to be cool for everybody. So they'd be happy for when they did open it up, they would probably still be happy with it. But it's almost kind of like, like, let's go back to the gift. You have a bad gift, so you try to do extra nice wrapping to make up for it because you know it's a messed up gift inside. And then sometimes you have a great gift and you just want a wrapping that's going to complement the greatness of the gift. They both look great on the outside, but one's a turd in the middle of the box and the other one's a great gift. You're still trying to present it the best way you can, but for different reasons. So one is trying to cover and protect to match the love and the thought that was put on in the inside. And the other one is trying to cover up and make up for the bad gift that probably the person's not going to like. So the bad gift is the Doctor Strange movie. I think they knew they had a mess of a movie. They still had to sell it. They still had to have people come in. Okay, so here's a question for you. If the trailer for Nope actually implied that it wasn't a UFO but it, that it was a creature you could have they could have shown one quick scene where during the final fight where it's above with the creature the sky creature is just literally above OJ and then where you see the like the what looks like a mouth or whatever a quick scene of that in a trailer where people will automatically pick up okay this is about a creature if a, the trailer for Nope had instead implied that it was a creature do you think this movie would have, I mean people would have still watched it but do you think it would have been as popular before people meaning people would have like rushed in in anticipation in the same way as the original trailer where it was like a UFO with aliens they could have easily had like in a trailer a few, just a few quick scenes even the scene where the people were like inside the gut yeah. just quick thing of that and then just to imply um, that the, and then when, when the sister gets sucked up things that imply that already show that what they're talking about is the actual thing in the sky or what's thought to be the saucer in the sky and then instead showing it to be where people realize oh wait this is not just like some kind of a creature in the sky this is a UFO in the sky it might have made a difference but I think that if it was presented that way where you knew it was a monster, I think the crowd that would go for a monster or a kaiju movie would be different than the people who would go for a sci-fi one. And I yeah. think this way he got both. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because because the, 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 the original the original implication of the, the trailer 
would have drawn the most audience because it would have like both the, the monster everything people, yeah the monster people and would have still gone to the to the theater and the like, sci-fi the, people yeah would have still gone to the thing but if it, yeah you're right if it was a creature thing it might have narrowed the crowd a little bit more because people wanted to what is that, a sky creature i don't want to see this what is this like you know well, they might have just been curious and wanted to see it, but I'm saying it might not be. I like all the stuff, but I know there's some sci-fi heads, and I also know some monster kaiju heads, and this way you got both, to me. Yeah, but yeah. I'll say that without that chimp scene, I think that chimp scene really like helps this movie a lot. It really does because I, if you take out that chimp scene, I don't know if this movie would be the same. I mean, it's it, it would be. But man, that chimp scene really carried the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, because I think that in a way it was a buffer for the movie without giving you the movie. Because once you kind of got into what that creature was, what that thing was, what that UFO was, it was no going back after that. So I think it needed something in between to kind of give you some distance, also give you the lesson as far as, you know, some of the rules for the situation that's going to come up again later on without it impeding because if it would just been on the story about you know what would they have done you know dad's gone we're gonna lose the farm they're gonna be sitting around it's almost like if that movie was like a short story but if you filmed it it'd be too short but you need to stretch it out so what's a tie-in that we could give where we could get to the good part later without giving it away too soon okay you do something that kind of gives you the same lesson give you some more information or something like that because we would have spent more time with that family that movie would have started and been over real quick because what it would have been them on movie sets different movie sets throughout the years and more about the dad and he's hanging out with the kids and also you know it has been a lot of downtime it would have been like signs yeah you know, or, you know I mean? or i mean or it could have gone the way where it has other characters in it and the other characters are end up being like prior to the main character being introduced who are going to be the eventual victim you know like in a in the typical horror movie that's going after people um that's where you see the side stories of the before the main characters are put in there like yeah. you know after we talked about it now i'm seeing this movie in a different light now i'm actually liking it more but you know like i said before we talked i i was kind of hoping it would be more like for the tension again going back to what i was saying that the gap of time between when when his father is killed the present time i know you mentioned the whole thing with the news and showing and talking about missing people but apparently i was paying attention very well to that part but i just felt like they didn't emphasize enough of that people missing to add to the scariness of the situation with this mis- whatever this mysterious thing was i think that if they would have did more it would kind of gave it away because really, if it was a thing where you had people looking for people and a whole bunch of signs and stuff everywhere, then that mean it would be cops everywhere. That mean the government everywhere. That would mean like they have to do something. It can't be so loud where somebody's not doing something. And so they had to be the ones that kind of try to capitalize on it by getting the footage of it so they could do something with it. Like I said, if it was something blatantly obvious, then everybody would be there then. You know how it is when somebody hears something, everybody's on it. Yeah, that's true. And so to keep it small, like I said, I think it was minimal because if it was too much of a thing, then who would not go there? 
It wouldn't have been just that one TMZ guy. It'd be everybody. Who wouldn't be there? Because you even yeah. notice when Jupe had his, he didn't say what it was, but he had this, you know, presentation that he has this creature that's going to come down and stuff. Even with that, and he advertised his big show. His wife was talking to, I guess they had like a reality show that he was going to work on and talking about my husband got a, a new show that he's putting together and all that kind of stuff. Even with them preparing for all that kind of stuff, you saw that even when he had his first showing of the situation, it wasn't even a lot of people there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that goes to show at what level it was at. Like it would have been a bigger after that because you saw at the end when everybody was trying to come to that town and see what was going on because they saw what was going on in the sky. You saw how many people and police and stuff started showing up then. Because we didn't see that kind of a response to anything from the cops throughout that whole movie. Yeah. That's true. That was until the end. So was there anything else about it that hit you a yeah, certain I, kind of way? I don't want to keep like beating the, the chimpanzee. That, <laughs> I, really, I, I, I hope they, they won't. They, they probably won't. But I, I really hope that they do like a separate movie about Juke and that incident. And the movie would lead up to prior to him, obviously, the event and getting killed. But just, just about that. It was just so well done. It fits the movie, but it's just, it's a weird fit. It's the last thing you expect to be in this movie. And and with that in mind, this movie is even, can we argue then that this movie is better than Get Out? I think it's a different movie. Like I like the movie Us better after thinking about it. And we, we can have a conversation about it, but I think that almost like with this movie, I was expecting something from Us that it wasn't. Get Out was so thorough about crazy stuff but yeah. still led us through it yes get out kind of like spoon fed us so that's the thing as 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 different and unique as the story of uh, get out it's very like even the trailers it kind of like there's nothing deceptive about oh that. i know it looked crazy with the sunken place and all that i didn't know how that stuff tied together i was surprised but i will say as crazy as that movie was as well it was a straight line in a way even though, if, even if we didn't get it exactly, it all like, okay, yeah, that, that probably could work. Yeah, that kind of, we, the uncomfortableness of, you know, a relationship and there's an interracial relationship and it's meeting the parents and you got everybody acting funny and they acting funny because I'm black and I look different and why are these people? So it had aspects of stuff that was social awkwardness that everybody could relate to. We just didn't know how far that went. I didn't know he was actually being put up for auction and you would think like, okay, if he is on an auction block, it would be for like slavery. Not that they would like, you know, take his body. So I didn't expect all that kind of stuff, but he took a weird situation and made it worse. He made like somebody's worst nightmare another level. And that's why that could have just been meeting the parents, awkward situation movie into some other craziness on another level. So it would have been fine even if it was like meeting the, the weird parents and the crazy brother. I mean, that's true. I, it was definitely like a surprise and unexpected, but I still felt that with Get Out, as crazy as it ended up being, everything that led up to that point, like for me, I actually wasn't, I was not surprised. I was surprised in the sense of what it ended up being, but I wasn't surprised in the context of everything up to that point. I knew that there was going to be something that's just crazy. And so it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. When it finally did reveal itself to me on Get Out, as crazy as it was, I was already preparing for whatever the craziness was going to be, you know, meaning I didn't know what it was going to be. But 
it wasn't out of the realm of versus like like nope right the surprise in get out versus the surprise in nope with get out for me it's still as crazy as it is it's still in line with what what we are being led up to but with nope it just it was so like a simple thing is like a, like a sky creature just is like the last thing i would have ever thought i would never have thought that that's like but with the get out as crazy as that thing was i wasn't surprised because i knew it was going to be something like i knew it was going to be something with white people doing something that's over the top because we were already being fed the weirdness of her parents and the whole town before the the final reveal was okay one that was jordan pill's first movie so i had nothing to necessarily think where he would be going with a movie like that besides it just being awkward awkward a guy meeting his white girlfriend's family and then his buddies telling him hey man don't go over there you know those people and so i wouldn't have thought the whole thing about the grandma and the grandfather what their family actually be doing that whole thing with the folks asking about are you good at golf and stuff like that like oh, I, I didn't see all that coming and for that reason is why i think it hit me as crazy as it did and then with us I know he does that kind of stuff now. And so I'm looking at it differently, more so than I probably should be. And then, nope, I'm looking at it differently because I already know what happened in the past with Get Out and Us. And so it's like, I didn't know to put my guards up on that first movie in that way because I had never witnessed his work before in that way to know. Like I said, I thought it was gonna be a thing where a black guy meets his mom and she maybe hypnotize him or try to trap him, make him, a, make him their slave or something like that. But to think that all that stuff that was going on with them at that level and the way how it was kind of slick the way they did it, like like when they show his show the guy say he recognized, even in the trailer, I recognize this dude, he's acting funny. I thought maybe like, you know, what, maybe Stepford wise, maybe he's a robot. Maybe, maybe he was brainwashed, but, Brain, but it's brainwashed, still, not, but it's, but it's still in the context, whatever the end result was. I mean, yes, it, everything was a surprise. Like I'll say I was surprised in the sense that I didn't know what to expect. But what I'm saying is that with get out, when I say spoon fed, I'm not saying like literally yeah, we're going to happen. But what I'm saying is that we're already being set up to know that something jackass crazy is happening and the white people are involved. We know that it's going to be, even if it's going to be hypnotized, robot, whatever it's going to be, yeah. it's still, we know that the, who the bad guy is, the white people in that town, we already know that. It's just what the level is going to be. Is it going to be up a certain notch? Is it going to be to a certain level? It's so, it feels more random with nope. It's like literally like the whole thing when I bring up with the biology, like a animal kingdom type of thing. Just there's no rhyme or reason. It just happens this creature goes to this place and starts hunting and killing. That's, it's no premeditation thing where it's just a random, like the man is going onto the camera. It's a random concurrent of events that happened, that the characters happen stuck in but get out it's like that was all planned i disagree all right i thought it was random in the movie that the first black guy they showed he's looking for this house can't find a house and his car drives up and he gets abducted i thought that was random i thought it was random when when him and his girlfriend was going to go see their parents he got pulled over by a cop 
And I thought it was interesting the way his girlfriend dealt with the cop about like, don't profile my boyfriend. He's not driving. Why you not? Why, why you want his ID? I thought that was random. Not knowing that she didn't want his ID to be seen. So the cop will have a recognition of coming across him when he gets reported as missing later on. I thought mm. it was random that the woman, the maid, the black maid is acting kind of funny, has a disdain for him for some reason and keeps unplugging his phone so he can't make phone calls. I didn't know what that maid really was. I thought it was weird that that black guy was talking like, like you know, using weird terms. And she's a fine lady you got there. And I'm thinking like, so that guy's a sellout? Or is something, why is he acting? I thought that was random, him running in the mid dead of night like a dart in front of the guy running towards him i thought it was random he's running to find out later he ran against jesse owens back in the day and never got over it so now he just you know with his new legs he runs all the time so i thought it was a lot of random crazy stuff going on in that movie that was like where is this going why is this stuff happening what, what is this it's a lot of random stuff like when he hit that deer that deer thing came up later on so yeah no mm -mm. <laughs> i guess i just see i just saw that the, that that town get out where it's literally like the title note to that note movie it's the joke the the untold joke where you know and i've heard it where the jokes where they say about you know black people like they would never act the way white people would in our movies right right uh -huh. that i think i'm assuming that that's the joke yeah. the whole Nope, we're like, soon, nope, I ain't doing that. Nope. Yeah, as soon as black people see the joke is as soon as in a horror movie, as soon as black people see danger, they're not gonna they're not gonna be let's go explore the house. <laughs> and, and I thought that that's what the, the inside joke for the title was. Yeah. Um but it it actually doesn't really fit if you think about it, it actually doesn't fit that movie in that context. Nope would actually fit as a title for get out. <laughs> think about it because everything in that get like because the, the what i'm saying is okay if I, this makes sense when i'm saying that the get out is spoon fed versus no what i'm saying is the get out always felt for me it feels like no matter what like i said going back to what i'm saying no matter what the crazy answers are or what the of what's going on in that town it's still within the package of that of like you know horror movie where the house is haunted don't go in the house okay but people go in the house you know white people go in the house crazy stuff happens in the house you know, i told you why did you the house? the house is haunted why did you do that mm -hmm. the same thing with get out obviously for the purpose of telling the story we have to go into the town but we all know from the trailers and up to the point before we actually watch the movie that there's something about that town just like a haunted house so no matter what craziness answers it's like when you go into a haunted house and you see like the twin daughters that are crazy like in shiny mm -hmm. that's crazy but it's to be expected because you're going into the haunted house just like you're going to get out and that's what i mean when i'm saying spoof that versus the note where the note feels more random because the creature settled itself and it happened to just pick that place versus this town was being built 
to be the way it is like a hunt it was over time it was already and then premeditated like the white people in this town they were already planning all this stuff and it's crazy as all this stuff they were building the haunted house and get out but in nope it just happened that the haunted house just happened to have legs and just happened to walk into your town one day and settle itself in the town okay i think they're similar but I hear what you're saying about the randomness, but the randomness would have been the fact that he was picked as her next prey and get out. You saw that she picked several different people from the pictures that she was, you know, even a woman and some guys and different people. So the randomness would have been in who she selected. But yes, the culture of their family and the stuff they do, yes, that was already set up, but who they preyed upon was random in a way just like that thing who it preyed upon was you know i'm assuming it was random because it wasn't there it was somewhere before that six months happened it was somewhere else but like i said i think they're different movies i think there are similarities in certain ways but i think for sure he takes you down genres that you are familiar with and he uh, averts your expectations of them and like i said that could be good or bad depending on how you feel about the movie and it also depends on your intentions when you go to a movie. Do you want to get what you expect or are you open to something bigger or a different direction than what you planned on going to? Now, most people, if they buy something, they kind of want to get what they buy, but then that's not necessarily people who love movies necessarily. They might just like a certain type. You got people who don't cross genres. They'd be like, like I can't stand superhero movies or something or only like sports movies or something like that. And they don't really deviate. Like I like everything, you like everything. So if something is presented to me and it seems to kind of cross lines a little bit, like it's rock, but it's not like hard rock. It might be alternative. So it might be a little soulful, but it, it has that rock element. I'm still good with that. I'm not like, you messed up my rock and roll. You you don't have organs in rock and roll. It's like, I wouldn't be offended by it. Like, you know, like it's a type of rock, you know? So, you know, Coldplay would be considered kind of rock. It's different than ACDC, you know? And it's different than Maroon 5, even though that's kind of a rock, it's alternative yes. rock. Yes. And, you know, Counting Crows, I love them, but that's not hard rock. It's all these different kind of rocks. But somebody who likes straight up rock, like 80s rock, they ain't trying to listen to no Counting Crows, but I would yeah. like both. So his movies kind of cross genres in a way. And depending on your tolerance level of how you like your, your movies, it's going to dictate kind of your feelings towards them. I haven't read reviews for no to see what they said about that movie, but I'm curious where that falls under in terms of the, were people feeling, audiences feel, like, feeling like that that movie the the physics of that movie the laws and rules of that movie were hokey or did they think that that was good enough for them or did they want more like, like me did i wanted more like an explanation on stuff no but now after talking to, to you more about the movie i'm i'm seeing it in a different light now okay so i did the review of nope on my other podcast the movie bench quarterbacking podcast and I went over some theories and stuff that I had about the movie, about what it really meant. And since that recording and talking with you, I've, I've thought of another one <laughs> that, that I'm going to present to you. Okay. So the whole thing went down with Jupe. He called the sky shark, the creature of watchers or something like that. Right. I think it's called the viewers or the watchers. 
Yes, yes. Okay. He had an interpretation of aliens. And, he, and you knew what that interpretation was because he had costumes made like it and he had the little stuffy dolls that was in his display for when he was going to do his, you know, alien show. And so I had mentioned before that the design of the face of the aliens that he designed, that his kids wore the mask of and the stuffy animals looked like, looked like movie roll film cameras, like the canisters that, you know, that sits up on the mm. camera and it got like the outside of it and you got the little holes that, you know, the spools, the film that's inside. His design for the aliens that he made up look like movie cameras, like the cameras they would use on the set of the filming of his TV show that he was on. And like I said, I thought it was interesting that he also called the aliens the viewer, that creature thing that was in the sky called the viewers. That's what he, he called it, something like that. And so when I was thinking about it, we start off the movie inside what we now know is the creature, right? So we start off in jean jacket. And you can't tell what's going on. You see this, you know, this texture that we find out later on is part of this ship, is part of this part of this creature. And we see this texture and it's moving and we're kind of zooming in closer and closer and closer. And then we see a picture of a, you know, that first quote unquote um, movie of a, of a black jockey on a horse. And that's how the movie starts. So we start within that creature. And so it made me kind of think, after kind of thinking about it too, like, what if we are the creature, could we start off inside the creature? What if we're the creature, we're the quote unquote viewer, and we're watching all these different spectacles, and we as a creature, that's the same as Hollywood and fame and success, is sucking people in, you know, people can't help but look into it, looking and going for it. We're sucking them up, chewing them up, and spitting them out when we're done. And we are that creature is a metaphor for us as the viewers or Hollywood or the viewer of spectacle. Cause we started inside that thing. So what if everything we saw was kind of like, you know, it's from the perspective of us being the viewers and us, you know, not appreciating boundaries and things are just play toys to us and things like that. And we don't, we don't see it for what it really is and how like that success, that spectacle, that, you know, wanting to be in the limelight is the stuff that's like I said, people wanting it for the wrong reasons, getting sucked up by it, chewed up and spit out when they're, when it's done with you. Like they say, Hollywood does people, or they say fame does people. What if it's a metaphor for fame and Hollywood? That's a very plausible theory. And I think it works because all you have to do is if you go back and watch the movie, you remember uh, OJ, right? Yeah. OJ doesn't want anything to do with like fame and and you see that at the commercial thing. He's, you mentioned how he's reluctant to kind of talk. I think he just wants to do his job yeah. um, with horses. And so he wants nothing to do with, with fame. He just wants to do what he needs to do. Yeah. And if you look at that and look at how, look at his reaction when he starts suspecting something is wrong in the sky, he's apprehensive. So that, would fit your theory because he's someone that doesn't want anything to do with fame. So if the creature is a metaphor for for the Hollywood or the getting sucked in by fame, eaten up and spit out, basically being used, then um, that makes sense for him to be apprehensive. Look at Drew 
and the people the few people that are in the audience when they're preparing they're all like even the woman who got you know beaten up by the chimpanzee who thought she would have learned something apparently not right. they're all like so none of them are scared like they're all like excited to to like that would that's an interesting theory now i'm curious to see what the sisters initial reaction to meaning like i don't know where the sister stands she seems like with all that side hustle but i don't know if that that's necessarily her wanting fame other than just wanting a get rich scheme you know she might not necessarily want the fame she might just want whatever it takes to get her money fast that's not necessarily have anything to do with fame it just it could just be a byproduct so i would have to see it again to see because it would be it falls in line with how OJ reacts for fame versus and Juke and, and the rest of the crowd who are so awed by the spectacle they don't even realize or even think about the danger none of them are scared at all yeah. I have kind of interpret it this is like the weirdest thing where the fact of the spectacle in any real situation there would have to be some semblance of nervousness even if you remember that movie Independence Day with the idiots that were on the roof they were partying because they wanted to party with the aliens there was the one moment um, really really quick and maybe I misread it where the friend remember the one that ended up going what's her name the one of the main characters told her don't go to the thing but she went anyway right Right. that's her right she the, the white girl went anyway that one moment where the light is about to blast them the look on her face there's like a momentary thing of fear that i didn't see at all with any of the audience in jupiter that they were just all like odd and waiting for something great to happen throughout the whole experience yeah. prior so yeah that's a very i think that that's a plausible theory that can work uh, my only question is is um how the sister fits into that does she fit into that theory I think if she didn't have her brother, then she probably would have he kind of set the tone of the situation. And either you could listen to it or not listen to it. Just like that, um, the guy, Antler Holt, he got the shot he needed, but he wanted the shot. Yeah. He wanted that more. Would... He had fame in his hand, but he wanted more. Yes, and that's where his downfall was because he was trying to push beyond versus OJ just wants to do the absolute just the necessary thing not go beyond what you need to do because i guess uh you could say like kind of a grudging cautious respect for the dangers yeah. of fame because yeah. you got the you know he probably has like a understanding because you do have some actors and stuff that is just like they're in hollywood but not of hollywood like dave Chappelle, he's a billionaire but he lives on a farm you have uh keanu reeves he's a big movie star but he rides the bus and, and lets people sit in a seat. I think certain people have certain kind of perspectives of it. Then you got the other end of like Johnny Depp, that he's just all Hollywood. Now he's, you know, British. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna, she's from New York. Now she's British. So yeah. it's just like, you know, you see some people get lost in it and you see some people, they're, they're still themselves and just kind of humble. Like Denzel Washington, he seemed like a normal dude. Like he knows it's over there, but he doesn't live that way because he knows the cost of it. So I don't, I don't know. Not that I know these people, but I'm just saying from what we see of them and there's levels to it, but it's not necessarily not dealing with things, but it's like having a healthy respect. And it's always about respect in this movie, about respecting boundaries. 
And when you go too far, then you kind of get the kickback. But as long as you keep your balance, don't look it in the eye. Go by the rules. Don't just walk behind the horse. No sudden moves. If the monkey kind of loses it, back away from it. Don't confront it. It's pissed right now. People even know to leave their women alone when a woman is mad at them. They know. The guy knows not to go into the room. You know what I mean? Even yeah. Or the kids. They know their parents upset. They know not to go in there asking for nothing when their parents are upset. It's, uh, it's reading the room. It's reading the room. You will live if you read the room. If you don't and you just worry about what you get out of it, you will be in danger walking up on something that is not asking for you at that time. Yes, yes. But I, but um, again, Juke just lucked into surviving. He didn't. He didn't do. He didn't do well, anything that. He wanted he, his fame back. He wanted. He wanted that attention back. He was still looking for another show. Like I said, his wife was trying to work on a deal with a new show that he had. He's definitely yeah. holding on to his old past fame. You know, with the, with the old show when he's trying to do this, and now he's doing a thing where he's trying to, you know, do a creature show, and he's trying to get on a reality TV show and all this kind of stuff. Like, well, yeah, because he thinks he's he thinks he's enchanted, where he's untouchable. Because... And you know, he's still troubled by the whole thing because his wife had tried to calm him down. She was massaging his fingers and stuff because he was getting worked up and lost in the thought of of the whole situation that happened to him. And even when he was kind of like talking about the situation, he was all talking about the SNL skit versus what really happened. And he thought it was funny. Like, that's funny? That's not funny. You said people yeah. get mauled and killed. SNL couldn't make that funny. But he saw it as like, you know, oh, like he thought he almost seemed like he was almost felt like he was lucky to be a part of such a big spectacle because then that yes. way he'll always be associated with something. Even if it's good, bad or indifferent, his name will be spoken in connection with something that people will never forget, even though they're not going to forget because of a bad reason. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we that we discussed this because now I have a totally different perspective on this movie. I like it a lot better than before we had the discussion, for sure. Well, I love to hear what you what you think if you see it again. I definitely want to see it again. I thought it was fun. I really wanted to talk to you about it for sure because I was, I wanted to hear your your insight, especially as a writer and also somebody just a movie goer and just how you see stuff. Like I said, I think a lot of stuff we see in the same way, even though we do have different takes on things. But I always like to hear your perspective. And I'm glad though because I'm sometimes like I could be obtuse like. Like I'm glad I, that I talked to you about it because, again, there's sometimes like I can get stuck in a thing where when I watch this movie, not that I didn't get I stopped being interested, but sometimes when when I get put off by certain parts of a movie, I tend to stop paying attention. So there are like little details that I ended up missing or not remembering until you brought it up. Like the thing with the shoe, like you know, like I totally like because I was so concerned about that the movie wasn't fulfilling what I wanted that I kind of was shutting down a little bit as I, as I, well, I missed these little details and I'm glad I talked to you about it because I when that happens to me I tend to miss details because I'm just I shut myself off sometimes so but, but I talked to you about it <laughs> We're all guilty of that at times. Like I said, I went through that with, with the Us movie just because I was fighting what I thought it was supposed to be versus, like I said, the logic when I should have just listened to the, the rules that was given to me. But um, that's the good part about loving movies and that's the bad part about loving movies. You know, you're trying to be open, but you also can't unknow and unthink what you think about stuff. You see a lot of stuff and you can't help but 
digging that Rolodex when you're watching, you know, you can't help by that reminds me of this. That reminds me of that. Or I know if this happened, that means this. And so when you get a new formula or a new thing kind of happening, it's kind of hard to snap out of what you know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But I changed my mind. I like this movie. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it sounds like such a cop out, but you know, no, no. I, I was on the verge. I was on the verge of, I was, like I said, I didn't hate it. I just, I was disappointed by it. I wanted certain things to be fulfilled that I felt like it was short. But now that we discussed it, I look at the movie in a totally different way now. Um, and I like the idea that the trailer was deceptive. That makes the movie a bit more enjoyable for me in that sense. Yeah. Because, like I said, it had to be hard to do that trailer and to keep all that stuff in there like that. That, Like I said, that was, it was a transformer and I I was very impressed by that. But yeah, man, you you started your new podcast. I'm so excited about that. Let the folks know uh, what's going on with it. Yeah. So the name of my podcast is IJO, which stands for In Hotelito's Opinion. (laughs) Uh, The title is IJO Film and TV Reviews. So basically it's similar to your podcast where I'll talk about movies or TV shows. And so I, I did my first episode rough, but I finally got it done about uh, Netflix, The Sandman. So you can listen on Spotify. So you get a chance, check it out. Um, I only did the first episode, but I'm hoping to have another couple episodes very soon. Right on. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, I happened to check out the first episode and I really dug it. As always, I love your insight and perspective and, and the connections to other interpretations that's been brought to screen as well and how they kind of connect and your comparison between the actual graphic novel and the show and stuff. So it was, you did a great job of, uh, you know, going through that journey. So Thanks. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely invite you. Once I get a few episodes into the podcast, I'll send an invite if, you know, with something if we want to review together, just like I, you know, go on, on your podcast, I'll definitely invite you. Once I get some episodes in there, then I'll reach out to you and then we can, you know, have a review. Right on. I look forward to it, man. Um, once again, congratulations to you. Uh, look forward to checking out your new episodes. Okay. So that's been Jay and Joselito talking about the movie. Nope. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Take care. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Joselito, check out our conversations where we talked about the movie The Norseman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as the latest Dune movie. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening, and please like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show, along with my other shows entitled The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast and The J and Podcast, available now on all streaming platforms. Until next time, peace. Peace.